Good morning, everyone. I'm currently wearing a gold wedding band. Now, this is not my original wedding band given to me by Deborah on our, on our wedding day. In fact, it's the third ring I've put on this finger. And yes, yes, there are stories behind each ring and I didn't even lose one of them. And I don't have the time to tell you those stories. But this wedding ring was given to me one Christmas morning. It was one of the best gifts I have ever received from Deborah. And the gift that I gave Deborah that Christmas morning was one of the worst I've ever purchased for my wife. A bread maker. Yes, a bread maker. I've done better since. This gold is very precious, and why is that? Well, it was a gift from the one I love. Therefore, it has great value. But it also has value because gold is not cheap. The material for which this ring is made is expensive. It's also rare. And because it is so rare, it has lasting value. In other words, it has permanence. And another reason it is valued so highly is because because of its accessibility. I mean, gold is not easily found. One must dig deep to find gold. I can't dig in my backyard and expect to find gold. Gold has value. It has, it has value because it's rare. It has permanence due to its accessibility. And today, I would like to discuss another aspect of becoming great as we look at serving. I'd like for us to delve into the world of values. Values are a group of characteristics or ideas that determines one's directions. Values are something all of us possess, whether we know it or not. And these values of ours, these values of ours, they're chosen and they are ranked. They determine the direction of our life, do they not? Values determine how I view wealth or people or beauty or intelligence. Values determine one's generosity and justice and righteousness, integrity, truth, hospitality, and kindness. Values are the principles which inform my choices. Now, as believers, our values are a selection of worth which ought to correspond to God's nature and character, right? Because of God's values, my values ought to match His. And while our values may match, would our values be ranked in the same order as our Heavenly Father? Now, why is this important? Because that which we value most takes priority in our lives. And if we're not careful, our values are ordered to seek first my kingdom and not God's kingdom. And this is something each of us are keenly aware of. Our values, when compared to God's values, are often not ranked in the same order. They may be the same list. They may be worthy values, but unless ranked in the correct order, our values often conflict. Now, let me remind you again, we're trying to become great at being servants. And if we desire to become great, our values must be more about a person, about him, right? And that person, listen, listen, it's not us. It's not us. We are not top priority. Jesus Christ is. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus said to them, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. 
Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Of course, this was the call of the disciples. But is this not the call of Jesus in our lives? Walk away from everything to gain something of greater value. Let me say that again. Walk away from everything to gain something of greater value. This was what Jesus was asking of his disciples, those chosen to serve as his apostles. And the question I wrestle with, or we need to wrestle with, is are we willing to do the same? Am I willing to choose that which is of greater value to experience a greater reward in the life to come? Listen to this verse, and whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is my, a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. That's Matthew 10, verse 42. And you may be saying, James, I am choosing him. Okay, okay, okay. So let me ask you a question. And, and I'm going to throw myself in this because I, I'm right there with, with all of you. Okay, so here's a question. How much is it costing us? I mean, really, how much is it costing us to follow Jesus? There's one little verse in Scripture I want to concentrate on this morning. Just one little verse. Now, we'll, we'll surround it with many other verses, but this little parable will be a launching point for us today. All right, so listen. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure found in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Okay, so brothers and sisters, that which in, is important costs. That which has value costs. That which has the ability to change the trajectory of our lives and the lives of many others costs. Fifteen minutes before this man discovered this treasure, fifteen minutes before, he would have never thought to buy that field. It never even crossed his mind that he would be buying a field on that day. But he found something of great value, a treasure worth much. This treasure transformed his whole outlook on life. And before he purchased that field, he hid that which he found. He did not want anyone to find the treasure. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It cost him everything he had. He sold everything. His house, his furniture, his servants, his livestock, everything to purchase that field. In other words, finding something of great value cost. One has to give up what one possesses to obtain that of greater value. And the question which is hanging out there for all of us to ponder is this. Am I willing to let go that which I possess for something of greater value. I would hope we would all be eager to do so. I would hope we would all be the first to sell everything we had for the treasure that, with the capital T, which possesses the greatest of value. Now, let me be very practical here. For four years, this congregation has had the privilege to serve alongside the Clear Springs Church for an event called the Big Gift. For many of you who may not may be new to this family, the Clear Springs Church is right down the street on the west side of Clear Springs. 
And when we joined Clear Springs four years ago, we provided backpacks for our school children here in Mustang for 400 children. Now with the growth of Mustang and the need of many living in this area, this year we will be providing backpacks for 1,500 students. And on Saturday and Sunday, July 24th and 25th, now a two-day event, we will have the opportunity to participate in this life-changing event. These backpacks are a gift from our two churches to our community families who need a hand in providing ample school supplies for their children. And remember our motto for this series, we do for the one what we wish we could do for the many. Obtaining something of great value costs. Right, Jesus said, who is our treasure, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. When we do for the one, we do it to Jesus. When we provide backpacks to the one, we do so knowing we are doing it as if we are doing it to Jesus himself. Giving a child a backpack is of great value. Okay, so let's, let's go back to our scripture of the day. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure found in the field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So here's my question. Why the immediacy? Why now and not then? Why, why not sometime in the future? We all know the answer to that. Because someone else could discover this treasure and this man would miss out on the opportunity. Okay, a, a couple of questions I have. Why was he in the field and not on the path? Why was he walking through the dirt and not on the road? Okay, so, so question, how many of you are opportunist? If you're an opportunist, I would assume if you saw something in a field, something you thought had value, you would turn around and pick it up or buy the field. You know, when I'm driving, I'm always looking for items on the road. Anybody else? Oftentimes, I'm surprised at what I find. I can't tell you how many tools I've found on the road, just lying there. My latest find, a sledgehammer. Yeah, big one, it was nice. It, I, I gave it to my son who's in construction. See, if one seeks and is looking for treasure, one will find it. But we have to be looking, we have to be searching with eyes open continually. It must be a passion of ours, our, our highest value. We are opportunists. We are treasure hunters. We are seeking treasure wherever it may be found. Listen to this. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will f understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Okay, so brothers and sisters, we cannot even comprehend the reality of this treasure. We can't grasp the possibility that the treasure might be right in front of us. Jesus, 
in the form of a student for whom we lock eyes with and hand him a backpack filled with supplies may be the hidden treasure for which Jesus is pointing us. And if our values are misplaced, we will miss the opportunity to purchase that field. See, our values guide our behavior and highlight what we stand for. I need you to remember something about values. While many of us, and I already said it, but while many of us hold the same values, how we rank them determines one's directions. Now, it's my hope, it's my hope that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit is our top value. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. But, but, our values often conflict with one another. I mean, don't they? I mean, if we are not careful, other values become more important than those we claim have ultimate value in our life. Do you remember Jesus' discussion with the rich young ruler in Matthew 19? This man asked Jesus what he must do to gain eternal life. In, in, in other words, what is of value in this life so I can inherit a life in eternity? So Jesus gives him a list of those commandments which bring eternal life. This man says he has kept them all. He's kept all those commandments. So Jesus responds to him, verse 21. If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. See, our values often conflict with other values. And when push comes to shove, those values which hold the greatest importance in our lives will rise to the surface. Two weeks ago, Kent Hines and I were in Allen, Texas, visiting a mission work. Um, this is where our youth group was this past week. Kent and I spent most of the day on Saturday in Reynosa, Mexico, just over the border from McAllen. We visited four different congregations, each with their own struggles, each with their own needs. Many of these congregations were in difficult and challenging areas, and their needs were great. I mean, Kent and I walked away like anybody would, wishing we could help these churches, aiding them in their work. And I wish we could do more for the students of this community whom we will be serving in a month. But we're limited on resources here at Lake Homa. Now, I don't know if I've ever done this before, but I'd like to make a plea to my church family. We're $60,000 behind on our current budget, which goes through the end of September. And being that far behind, there are items we're going to have to cut back on if giving doesn't pick up. And I believe this all comes down to a placement of values. Do I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord? So I want to challenge us to think about the placement of our values. See, I have no doubt, I have no doubt that, that living a life pleasing to God is, is one of your highest values. But brothers and sisters, the message of Jesus Christ following him it cost. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. 
being a, a disciple of Jesus costs. And am I willing to deny self to pick up my cross and to follow Jesus? Am I willing to walk away from everything to gain something of greater value? Okay, I, I, I don't know if this is helpful or not. I, so when I was putting this sermon together, I spent a significant amount of time just thinking about my values I, and I, as I was preparing this. And I thought about the progression these values have on my life and why I land on a particular decision, whether it's good or bad. So take this for what it's worth. It's just something I just thought of. But it was very helpful to me to walk through how my mind works and realize the importance of having my values rooted in something of greater value. So let me, let me kind of show you what I meant. My values affect my thoughts. So how I think... What, what's important, what demands my attention, my values affect the way I think. And then my thoughts inform my choices. You know, I love that verse that says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I think that's the King James Version. My thoughts are informed by the beliefs and the principles I hold. All right, so then my choices determine my actions. So my choices make me move. Now, whether good or bad, they make me move. So what comes next is that my actions, those actions of actually doing that, deciding, they decide my future in this world and in the world to come. In other words, my actions have consequences. This treasure this man found in that field was worth great value. And the treasure we have, the treasure we have, I pray, we are all seeking the one who is, is of, who is of the greatest of value. This is the eternal one who, who offers eternal life now and in the world to come. And this is eternal life, John says. That they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true. In his son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God and eternal life. Our values, brothers and sisters, are a selection of worth which ought to correspond to the character and nature of God himself. And how do we know what that looks like? Well, we look to Jesus. We look to what he valued. We observe his character, his nature, the way he loved others, the way he lived his life, the way he gave. He had one aim, to honor the Father and be like him. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Jesus was the Father in the flesh. So what are your values? To become great at being a servant demands one's values are placed in the right order. Could there be a need for an assessment of one's values? Absolutely. Are you willing to walk away from everything to gain something, a greater value? I hope so. I pray we all will. Brothers and sisters, let's do for the one what we wish we could do for the many. I love you. Blessings.